And we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to Fed It. I'm here with your favorite Venezuelan that can't speak English. Yes. <laughs> Today, guys, we're going to be covering Dahlia Depolito. Man, we got a lot to talk about. This is going to be a great case. Let's get into it. I was a special agent with Homeland Security Investigations, okay, guys? HSI. The cases that I did mostly were human smuggling and drug trafficking. No one else has these documents, by the way. Here's what Fed It covers. Dr. Lafredo confirmed... Lacerations due to stepping on glass. Murder investigation. See him reaching in his jacket. You don't know. And he's positioning. Been on February 13, 2019. You're facing two counts of premeditated murder. Racketeering and Rico conspiracy. Young slime life here and after referred to as YSL. The defendants is, uh, six nine. And then this is Billy Seiko right here. Now, when they first started, guys, six nine ran. I'm a fed. I'm watching this music video. You know, I'm bobbing my head like, hey, this shit lit. But at the same time, I'm pausing. Oh, wait, who this? Right? Oh, who's that in the back? Firearms and violent crimes. A.K.A. Pushaisi violated. So what are to stay away from the victim? Rapper Pushaisi arrested after shooting at King of Diamonds, Miami Strip Club, injured one this person. Is the, this is the one that, that's going to fuck him up because this gun is not traceable. Well, it happened at the gun range. Here's your boy 42 Doug right here on the left. Okay. Sex trafficking and sex crimes. They can effectively link him to paying an underage girl. I'm going to lock my fifth window. And well, the first bomb went off right here. Sent down a backpack at the site of the second explosion. Inspired by Al Qaeda. Two terrorists, brothers, the Zokar Sarnev and Tamer Lin Sarnev. When the cartel shipped drugs into the country. As this guy got arrested for um, espionage, okay, trading secrets with the Russians for monetary compensation. The largest corrupt police bust in New Orleans history. The days of the police are gone. So he was in this bad boy. We're going to go over his past, the gang ties, so that this all makes sense. All right, and we're back. What's up, guys? Welcome to Fed. I got a special guest with me. You guys are used to her at this point. We got Angie in the house, man. Welcome to the show. What was that? We'll be covering Dahlia. Man. I got you. Dipolito. 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 <laughs> she saved me on the last one, so I got you. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, guys, <clears throat> we're we're here for the for the for what the repeat. Yeah, because we did uh, earlier for you guys. We did um, Jody Arias. Make sure to go check that one out. Yes. Uh, by the time this drops on Thursday, you guys are gonna be watching this on Thursday. Um, that will have been out for a bit, so make sure to check that one out. Also, Courtney Clenny was great, and now we're gonna cover another crazy chick, Dahlia Dipolito. This case was huge. Uh, several years ago guys back uh down here in florida and um yeah i mean i guess we'll get right into it because i can show you guys better than i can tell you at this point this case is wild all right man so let's get right into it and you got anything before we get into it yeah just a shout out to our friends uh gcs right is that the channel oh yes 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 thank you so much for reminding me yeah guys here it is uh jcs uh criminal psychology make sure to give them a like subscribe to their channel great content over here uh, I've been reacting to their stuff recently. People really like it because it goes more to the psychology behind yes. the craziness of these individuals, which is really entertaining. Yes. Um, what I love. And quick announcements. Uh, uh, Green River Killer. We're going to work on that for y'all. Yeah, um, Chris Donner. Yeah. We just watched a documentary we on just, that. Yeah, we we'll literally, watch another one. Yeah, um, so actually, you know, let's run through the list real quick for them so they know. Uh, we're going to do Anamantas for you guys, Cuban Spying. We got that on the on tap. We got um, Christopher Dorner. We literally just finished watching a documentary on that one for y'all. We didn't like it, though. We're going to get yeah. you guys another one. Uh, another one more like more interesting, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't, I don't think it was entertaining yeah. enough for you guys. Like, I, we could, me and her can break it down for y'all, but I don't think it's as entertaining. Uh, 
yeah angie was like it'll bore your pee she watched this she's like it's gonna bore the audience and i was yeah. like yeah you're right um what else uh anna montez gary ridgeway uh christopher dorner uh damn there's like a bunch the, of others the green river killer the, yeah that's gary ridgeway that's his name. Yeah, that's right. his. That's his GOV name. Well, I ha I have a whole list, you guys, of oh, like cases. Bam. There you go. And yeah, I just want you to um, keep commenting more cases, keep suggesting cases because I'll be reading all your comments. And also, yeah, like this channel and subscribe, please. Yeah, please do and check her out on Instagram, guys. It's so Angelica or it's so Angelica, yeah. and uh, yeah, so she's keeping a list ways. for y'all, man. So don't worry, and she reads all your guys' comments too. So if it's a good case or whatever. She'll write it down and she'll say, hey, the people want to see this. And if it's enough you guys write about it, she's definitely going to um, write it down and we'll cover it for y'all. But anyway, without further ado, guys, we're going to do the curious case of Dahlia DiPolito. Man, this one is absolutely wild. I remember watching this last week with uh, with Angie and I was like, yo, we need to do this one. We yeah, need to do this one. This, this one is, is actually really entertaining. This, this you guys are really going to like this. So, all right, without further ado, let's get into it, guys. <laughs> The set over the South Atlantic coast and the wealthy city of Boynton Beach started to settle down for a Sunday evening. It was around that time when 38-year-old entrepreneur Michael DiPolito, whose wife was out of town, decided it would be a good idea to hire an escort for the night. Just 35... <laughs> what? An escort. She belongs to the streets. Yo, that escalated quickly. Yeah, let's just go ahead and get escort. She belongs to the streets. My girl ain't home, so let's make this happen. And you guys <laughs> are about to see what ends up happening from here. And this guy could have also read the book, Why Women Deserve Less. And he probably wouldn't have found himself in this wild situation that you guys are about to see. That's about to go down right now. Five minutes after calling the service, 26-year-old Dahlia Mohammed showed up at his front door. Dahlia Mohammed, bro. Haram! <laughs> Just two weeks after their first acquaintance, Michael filed for divorce from his wife of seven years and proposed to Dahlia with a $20,000 engagement ring. What? what are you doing, man? What, what are you Holy! doing? Holy! What the fuck? The simp is strong in this one. Stupid. But it gets better, guys. She said yes. It appeared as though the concept of love at first sight wasn't exclusive to fairy tales. And Michael had finally met his princess. Sorry, guys. This one doesn't allow for closed captioning, so. Or in disguise is an understatement. You guys are about to see probably one of the wildest cases I've ever covered on FEDA 1811. Brace yourselves. <laughs> so here we got hit a camera with an undercover cop posing as a hitman. And just so y'all know, your boy Myron has definitely done one of these cases before hitman for uh, higher type cases where I also had an undercover come in and talk to a crook about doing a hit. Garbage. Okay. You want to be able to get a hold of it. Okay, I just want to make sure that, you know, 
just what you want. I'm sure you want to kill you, too. She's smart. She don't want to say nothing. And guys, mind you, this is only six months after getting married. Holy. Yo, L wife, chat, L wife. I'd rather be This would be the first of a total 15 times that Dahlia would look directly into the hidden camera with the. Gotcha, bitch. The naked eye, she would only see a small hole in the corner of the back seat. Not overly suspect, but certainly unusual. And the fact that she continuously glanced at it throughout this setup proved that she harbored suspicion. But although she had doubts, she appeared to have no hesitation in accepting the risk for the potential reward, which in this case would have been the brutal murder of her newlywed husband. In order to recite the entire sequence of events that led up to this moment, including each of the highly calculated and equally corrupt decisions that Dahlia made, this would need to be a three-part series. So for the purpose of time management, here's a quick rundown of the most notable moments. On February... All right, guys, we're going to go through a recap of the background of the facts in this investigation, all right? So, uh, you know, sit back, relax, and uh, let's make, let's go through the facts here. February 2nd, 2009, Mike and Dahlia made it official and got married. According to reports, Dahlia appeared to be a very loving wife, always embracing her husband with public displays of affection and telling him how much she adored him, even to the point where people around them started to get uncomfortable. Just over a month into their marriage, in the early morning hours of March 12th, Michael's probation officer knocked at the door, with two deputies standing beside him. Michael had been convicted in 2001 for a fraud operation. He served seven months in prison and was rendered 28 years of probation. This was the first time his P.O. had hmm. okay. showed up unannounced, and Michael was informed that multiple calls had come in from an anonymous source, stating that he was selling steroids and ecstasy from the house. They presented him with a warrant and began to search the premises. If the allegation were proven to be true, Michael could have been sent back to prison for over 10 years. Luckily for him, no illegal substances were found. The next weekend, Dahlia suggested a spur-of-the-moment romantic getaway in Palm Beach, and the couple stayed at a luxury... And just so you guys know, this is like kind of the, the area, right? So you got Boynton Beach up here, right? And you got Miami over here. But it's about 57 miles away, 58 miles to be exact, closer to 58 miles away. Uh, and Boynton Beach is up here, and it's in and West Palm, guys, is over here. So you go Boynton Beach to, so let's say, West Palm. Right, she said a little getaway, which is kind of funny because it's not that far away. One Paul, West Palm Beach, it's only 17 minutes, right? But West Palm does have some nice areas that you can go to. Uh, not sure exactly where they went, but it looked like it was somewhere that was fairly expensive at this point. Remember, guys, Mike DiPolito is a successful entrepreneur worth quite a bit of money, even after uh, the fraud uh, conviction. Hotel that Saturday night, but on the Sunday morning, police were waiting for them in the parking lot, stating they received an anonymous call that he was dealing drugs out of his car. They searched the vehicle, but once again found nothing. Two weeks later, they went out to dinner. Or it could have been Palm Beach Gardens. I don't know exactly where in Palm Beach County they went, but you guys get the idea. Idea. Drift. And on their way back to the car, police were waiting for them once more in the parking lot. What the hell? What's up with all the cops always being around, huh? 
Only this time they found a small bag of cocaine stashed inside a cigarette pack. Michael immediately broke down in tears, claiming that he had been set up and knew nothing about the drugs. Incredibly, the police believed him and decided not to make an arrest. They later testified that the first... Now you guys are probably wondering, okay, so they were in Fort Lauderdale for this one. So they, um, you guys are probably wondering, yo, like, how did he not get arrested? Well, guys, um, you know, even though we always say, you know, possession is nine-tenths of the law, if there's credible evidence to show that there was no knowledge, okay, then that is uh, sometimes you are not charged for possession of uh, drug tra- uh, of drugs. Um, I remember when I was an agent on the border, if someone smuggled the cocaine into the United States and we could not prove that they had knowledge that the drugs were concealed within their vehicle or whatever it was that they were smuggling it in, we couldn't prosecute them. Knowledge was a critical component of um, – of drug trafficking, okay? So it could be possible that the police also uh, exercise some discretion and realize, yo, this doesn't make sense. Why would it be in this weird storage area and he doesn't know? You know what I mean? First reason. You guys are going to see here in a second why. Was due to the conspicuous and unusual hiding place for the cocaine. The second reason was their suspicions of his wife, Dahlia, who appeared emotionless as her husband was having a nervous breakdown. On the ride home, as... Now remember, he's on probation, guys, so he can't be getting in trouble. That's why he's freaking out right now. And it wasn't hidden well, so the cops were like, hmm, this is weird. What's up with this chick over here? Dahlia was driving. Michael realized that she was the only one who knew where they were going for dinner and was the only person who had access to the car. So he asked her point blank if she had anything to do with it, and the accusation wasn't taken well. She put the pedal to the floor and got up to 190 on the freeway, all the while screaming at the top of her lungs, claiming to be astonished that he could even accuse her of such a thing. Out- uh, well, I mean, it's not really too far-fetched. You know, your probation officer checks on you for no reason all of a sudden. Next thing you know, police are waiting for you after saying that you're, you know, selling drugs and or steroids. Then you get stopped and there's some magical cocaine that ends up out of nowhere that you've never had before in your possession. Yeah, two plus two. Yeah, I think it equals four in this case, even though Dolly's trying to say it equals five. Out of fear of his life, Michael apologized and said that he didn't mean it. The Bruh, next- what the? Come on, man. You stupid. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. Guys, notice, I don't know if you guys noticed the trend here, but all these females that we've covered that have killed their boyfriends or put them in bad situations, like Dahlia, like Dahlia DiPolito, like Courtney Clenny, like Jody Arias, like, um, what's the other one we did? Casey Anthony. Casey Anthony. It all comes from boyfriends being stupid to some degree, right? Being simpy. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, in Casey Anthony's case, the guy was not that much of a simp because he didn't want a wife her, which is why she did the crazy stuff that she did. But in general, the root cause, a lot of this crime from these females, is dudes being simps. This morning, Dahlia was aware that Michael's suspicions had arisen and knew. And this, my friends, is why you got to get the book, Why Women Deserve Less. And she was waving at me saying like, hey, tell the people about the book. Shout out to, shout out to Angie. Uh, yeah, guys, the book is out. Okay, Why Women Deserve Less. By the time y'all see this, go get it. All right. Oh, man. And in this case, he gave her everything. He's rich, house, everything. And y- y'all about to see. It, it, trust me, it gets worse. Knew she had to divert his attention somehow. So just after making him breakfast, she gave him the incredibly exciting yet completely fictitious news that she was pregnant. My- oh, my God. Stop the cap. Michael was ecstatic. They went out and bought baby books. And the dubious circumstances that occurred the night before appeared to have been forgotten. That very same day, Dahlia contacted her ex-lover, Mike. And guys, just so you know, right, this is going to sound awful, but I, I've uh, seen this in, in psychology reports before. Women have a very difficult time apologizing for their faults. So rather than apologizing for doing something wrong, they'll blame you. Mm-hmm. Or the second one is they'll make it up to you 
where maybe they'll give you some some box, right? They'll give you some sex. Maybe they'll give you some good news. But very, it's very dif- difficult for a woman to apologize. That's that's a dis- defense mechanism. Yes, yes. It is a defense mechanism because they cannot take the truth. Yes. See, there you go. Bam. And you studied psychology in Venezuela, did you? Yes, I did. <laughs> so she even knows you're not. I'm not the sexist one now. Y'all heard it from uh, uh, attractive Latina. There y'all go. I'm not being sexist. It's a fact. Yeah, it's you a, can look it up. It's, it's a defense mechanism. Big, big facts. Big facts. But yeah. So also, you guys got to remember that men and women look at apologizing differently. When a man apologizes, they typically say, "Okay, I'm apologizing because I'm acknowledging that this behavior was unacceptable and it's going to end." Girls, on the other hand, they don't apologize because they don't feel like what they did is wrong. Rather, they don't like your reaction to what they did being wrong. So, okay. So since they don't feel like they're wrong, this is why they has it's very difficult for them to apologize because they look at it like, well, I don't feel like it's I did anything wrong. It's also easier to play the victim. So exactly, and it's mm-hmm. easier to play the victim. And let's be honest, society in general doesn't hold women accountable a lot of times when they make mistakes. So you as a man coming in holding her accountable, she's gonna look at it like, what are you speaking Chinese or whatever? Like this is I don't feel like I did anything wrong, so I'm not gonna apologize. This is how it is. But instead, they'll see that it upsets you. So what they'll do is they'll respond with either giving you good news, maybe making your favorite meal, maybe surprising you with some awesome news like we're going to have a kid together. This is how women apologize a lot of times covertly. Like I've said before, women communicate covertly while men communicate overtly. And in this case, she's covertly communicating to him, hey, I feel sorry about yesterday, even though what I did was absolutely terrible. But rather than apologize, I'm going to go ahead and give you some of the best news of your life, even though it's false, by the way, that we're going to have a kid. So there you guys go. Female psychology 101, which is exactly why you guys got to get the book, Why Women Deserve Less. Well, let's keep going. All right. Stanley, a guy she had already used for money and dumped on three separate occasions beforehand. So she hits up one of her simps and says, I need help. (laughs) Yet managed to reel him back in with a single text. Wow. Baby. After reuniting. Wait, hold on. Hold on. What did that say? Baby, I miss you so much. I want to fuck. Text. Well, call me, call, call me XOXO. Kisses and hugs. After and of course, his ass comes running. <laughs> Reuniting, Dahlia hatched an extravagant plan. Mike would pose as a lawyer, contact Michael over the phone, and give him the misleading legal advice that in order for him to get off probation, he would need to move his house solely into his wife's name. Astonishingly enough, what the hell is going on, bro? What? what? How does that help? What the fuck? Without doing his own research, Michael decided to take the advice from the mysterious caller at face value, and he and his supposedly pregnant wife then drove to the title company to transfer ownership. You stupid. Mike Stanley was then cut off without any explanation or even a farewell, and Dahlia then- <laughs> Yeah, I guess he didn't get that, that sex that he wanted. Holy, bro. Oh, well, this guy, I, I was just researching on him. He, he was found dead two years ago uh this dude right here or the first one she called this this one right this here. one that's okay this guy actually w for this guy you guys are about to see why w for him in a second so she hits this dude up next another ex-boyfriend and turned to another ex-lover mohammed shihade who she must have thought was a more appropriate option for her next scheme to cut a long story short she asked mohammed to hire a hitman to kill her husband he neither accept <laughs> what could you, could you imagine what like the fuck? you, you, uh, you break up with your girl, you know, you haven't talked to her for a long ass time. Next thing you know, Hey babe, I need you to get a hitman Cause I got to kill my husband. What would you like? <laughs> what, what, like what, what is going on here, man? 
She's fucked up. How, how long have you been married to him? Uh, six months. Like six wow. months. Yeah. I guess she took that part of till death do us part seriously. Did nor rejected the proposal, but instead of driving to work after their meeting, he drove to the Boynton Police Department to inform them of Dolly. Hey, that's what we're talking about, baby. You got the boys involved. FBI, open up! As intentions, the police then inserted a hidden camera into the backseat of Muhammad's vehicle and had him arrange a second rendezvous with Dahlia to get definitive proof of her intentions. They got it. She was recorded on film handing over a photo of Michael, a photo of the house, and a $3,000 down payment for the assassination. The authorities had more than enough evidence to arrest Dahlia immediately, but to further capture her intent and to really make the charges stick, they set up a second meeting with a supposed hitman, who is actually an undercover narcotics officer. And that brings us back to the very first moment Dahlia looked directly into the hidden camera. I know I got a This girl is very frustrating. She's she's very frustrating. You'll see this in the whole video. She speaks like back and forwards. Was that back and forwards you said? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you mean she goes like back and forth with her commentary? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Until after the fact. And then after the fact, I guess you were going to come and like find me or whatever. I mean, I'm good for it. Like, it's not like I don't have it. No, no, I... I mean, I know not to fuck around with you. You know certain things, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you obviously know where I'm at. Bitch, get to the point. <laughs> I can get it up by Wednesday if you want me to. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But I got to do my homework, you know? Right. I got to, you know, know exactly where the place is and how to get out of there, how to get in and out, you understand what the neighbors want. I got to call the cops, you know, report a shooting to see how fast they get to that location. There's a lot of stuff I got to do. Okay. That's going to cost me a lot of money. So if we go ahead and we do it, like... Now, I ain't gonna lie, a little bit of critique for the undercover here because I've done these operations before. Um, a little bit too much talking from him at his end, you know, telling the person who's paying for the crime a bit too much. Because to be honest with y'all, uh, a lot of times when you're hiring a hitman, they don't want to know, they the less they know, the better. So, him saying all these things kind of is a moot point, but I know what he's doing, he's more than likely saying this to show that she's complicit in the criminal activity. Uh, however, he didn't go to the. He didn't need to go to this extent. But this is a small police department, guys. This is Boynton Beach, man. Oh, I this thought, isn't. I thought he was doing that to get her like information from her. Uh, it could be, but at this point, she's meeting with him. It's pretty much established. Like he doesn't right. need to go into all this stuff. Like I need, you know, I need to do this. I need to call neighbors, all this other stuff. He doesn't need to do that. But this is a small police department, guys. It's Boynton Police Department. It's not like they're you know the feds or an agency that does this stuff all the time oh, like okay. the biggest thing that happens at Boynton Beach is they might get a murder every 5 to 10 years you know they might get a robbery every now and then so you best believe when they got this information to do a murder for hire they're good, they're they're not experienced in this uh in this realm which i'm kind of surprised they didn't bring the feds into this but typically you bring the feds into murder for hires when you can affect interstate commerce which isn't that hard to do but the state probably want to do this for itself for themselves because this is a sexy case. Hitman for hit, uh, hitman for hire is always gonna uh, get a prosecutor's attention. Well, he could have been a little bit smoother with this, but this, again, this is a smaller police department. They don't do sophisticated cases like this normally, more than likely.
same morning. It's going to be like, I break into the house, you know, then that girl's going to be home because everybody works in the daytime. Right. You know, if he's at work, when he's not at work, then, you know, he gets two in the head. That's it, you know, I pick a couple things with me, break a couple windows, make it look like a robbery that went bad, it's all over, I'm gone out of there. He's going to be asking you questions, although they know it's going to be obvious what it is, and they already know. But even though this might not be the best for an, in an undercover capacity, from an evidentiary standpoint, this is fantastic. Because as you guys can see, he's saying what he's going to do, right, to accomplish the crime, conceal the crime, and get away with the crime. And she's nodding and acknowledging all of it and accepting that this is what's more than likely going to happen. So she can't refute later on, which are, you guys are going to see, that she had uh, intimate knowledge of what was actually going to be perpetrated against her husband. But, you know, they're going to ask questions, you know, because that's how they got to do it. But I don't know how well you have the pressure. Understand? I don't know, you know, because I don't want... No, I'm not going to, you know, I'm a lot tougher than what I look. I know you oh, really know. Now, this is a good thing that he asked from the from the hitman, making sure that she ain't going to snitch on him. Now, this makes a lot of sense and is a fantastic, uh, I guess, line to weave into the undercover operation. Uh, yo, are you going to snitch? Can you handle pressure, etc.? Because they're going to come to you first. Oh, what a cute little girl, whatever. You know, but oh, yeah, I'm that, not. That I'm you not. are. You're actually yeah. beautiful. Thank you, but I, you know, what? I just need to make sure everything's going to be taken care of. Awkward. <laughs> Between now and when it's done, you know, you're not going to have an option to change your mind. Even if you change your mind, I'm talking only. No, it's not changing. No, there's no, like, I'm determined. I'm already. I'm positive. I'm determined you triggered my trap card! It's like okay. 5,000 percent sure, like okay. around 6.30, 7 o'clock. He yeah. always walks the dog in the morning. Okay. He okay. walks the dog across, like, over where the lake is, and our door is always unlocked. I'll be in the house by 6.30, Wednesday morning. Okay. 6 o'clock, you can get All right. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Thank you so much, and I guess... You're here for me. I'll hear from you. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. Okay. Bye. Dahlia got out of the car and drove away, believing her husband would be murdered just two days later. She followed orders and went to the gym at 5.43 a.m. on Wednesday morning. Police then knocked on the door and... She about to get fit while her husband get hit. <laughs> oh, Lord. ...gave Michael the unfortunate news of it. So the police show up. ...his wife's intentions before driving him to the police station. Dahlia was called back to the house. So imagine this. You marry this girl. You get her from being broke to being a winner. You move her into your home. You sign away the home to her. You guys are happily married, at least to your knowledge. And the next thing you know, cops are at your, at your house. You're freaking out because you think that they're going to bust you for drugs for like the 20th time because unbeknownst to you, your girl's been calling the police on you trying to get you set up. But then they tell you, hey, sir, um, come with us, please. And you're probably like, what's going on? Um, yeah, uh, your girl hired a undercover cop to kill you so uh <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take you to the police station for a bit all right i know this is kind of awkward uh but like we're kind of doing something here we're gonna need your place kind of as like a staging location so uh if you'll just you know just put on a shirt man i know you like to walk the dogs kids make it quick and let's get out of here all right um yeah that uh, guy literally took her from the streets yeah like seriously bro she was an escort when he met her yeah that's why guys don't wipe up stupid 304s. What are y'all doing, man? Holy. Next thing you know, you'll end up getting a <laughs> getting a hit on you. So anyway, can you imagine? Yeah, they take up to the police station and they're like, yeah, bro, we're going to have your, your wife try to get you killed. Like, dude, I, I don't even know what how I'd respond. And you guys are going to see a really funny phone call between the two of them <laughs> later on. Me and Angie could, were going nuts watching this. Yeah.
by a sergeant one hour later. Everything about the crime scene was fake, except for the news camera, which captured the entire incident. Guys, get the popcorn. Get the <laughs> oh, I popcorn I for this. what you're about to witness right now. So she shows up, and the police call her, and look what she does, all right? And obviously, you know, the police are in on it. And this is fantastic work by the police uh, from an acting standpoint. This is great. Sergeant Ramsey, I'm, I'm the one that called you. Thank you for coming. I'm sorry to call you. Listen, we had a report of a disturbance at your house, and there were shots fired. Is your husband Michael? Okay, I'm sorry to tell you, ma'am. He's been killed. No, 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 no. He's been killed, man. I'm sorry. No, he's not. Listen, no. mid he's been killed. No, no. <laughs> no. Try to calm down. No. Listen, right now, what no, we, do, we need to get you to the no, no. We need to get you to the police station. I can't let you stand, man. We have to do our job. If you want us to find this killer, okay? We need you to calm down. I'm going to need you to go with these detectives, okay? Does he have enemies? Is there anyone that would want to hurt him? Okay, who would want to hurt him? Witnesses said they saw a black male running from me. I can't let you stand, ma'am. Ma'am, I cannot do this. This acting is absolutely crazy. And guess what, guys? The show goes on. There's more, right? There's more. Just right now, ma'am, I can't do it. Detective Yopi, I need you. I need you to take her to the station. I can't. Man, go with these detectives. If you want to help your husband, okay? If you want to help your husband, you need to go to the station with these gentlemen and tell us everything you know about who he knows, who he's connected to. Don't worry, we've already taken care of dogs with animal control for right now. Everything's under control. And we'll take care of everything else, okay? Thank you, guys. Protocol that we have to do with this that you advise. We got to advise you the rights, so you know, okay? So now they got her, okay, in the interrogation room, but they're interviewing her as a witness, quote unquote, and they're going to read her rights, which actually was a very smart ploy from the detectives to get this out in front because they know deep down that they're going to arrest her and they ha and she's not technically like kind of free to go. So they're getting the Miranda out of the way now and getting a clean story from her that more than likely they'll know she's going to lie about. So they're locking her into a statement without her even knowing it yet. If you don't understand any of them, you just tell me and I'll stop and repeat. And first of all, let me just tell you, I'm sorry for your loss. I just want to see my husband, please. All right. I love my husband. I really love him. No, no, no. You don't want to see him. Oh, now I don't want to be videotaped. Hmm. Oh, no shit, Sherlock. Okay, I wonder why. Well, you're being videotaped. That's all part of it. Whose number is that? That's your home number. Oh. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't even know the number to her own home that she basically stole from her husband unbeknown to him. Because she made him sign paperwork with a fake lawyer. Listen, is there anybody that you know that you think would want to kill your husband? For what? Dahlia recounts Michael's entire criminal history in vivid detail. Yeah. Speaking of which, here's Michael's criminal history real fast for you. I already put, went ahead and pulled it up for you guys. 1993, Philadelphia, arrested for possession of manufacturing intent to uh, deliver an unknown drug. Uh, next. 
1997, arrested for soliciting prostitution. Not surprised because he ended up getting this dumb bimbo. Stupid. Then 1998 and 1999, uh, Broward K. Taren Tan files paternity suits against Dipolito, alleging that he has a father of a son born 1998. According to Tan's lawyer, the suits are dropped because of court officials can't locate him. So he ends up probably getting arrested for this. Uh, Dipolito is arrested and charged with organizing fraud, unless it's tele- telemarketing and grand theft for running a foreign currency investment scam. He collected at least 155000 uh, k from investors. And spent much of the money on hotels, cars, and, and phone sex. <laughs> Yo. This dude. Really? He pleads guilty and is sentenced to two years in state prison, 28 years of probation, and must pay restitution to his victims. Then August 5th, 2009, Boynton Beach, the Blotto's wife, Dahlia, is arrested for soliciting to commit murder. Police alleged that she hired a hitman, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to get into that there as well. But as y'all can see, this is what jammed them up, which had him 28 years on probation, uh, which tells me he more than likely cooperated and got a lighter sentence. But that explains uh, why he was so terrified of going back to jail, because he was already on thin ice from before. There's multiple reasons as to why someone would want him dead, and even names a potential suspect, who in reality had nothing to do with the situation, and was only a former business associate. People weren't happy that he was getting on probation because it's a lot. But if she could deflect, better for her, right? Money he's got to pay back. Well, when you say people, who are you talking about? People that were involved with him before, or a little bit, and you could tell. Look at how quickly she's answering the questions, how she, uh, aware she is. Like, she knew with the hitman, she needed to come up with a story right away once he got killed to be like, These are people that more than likely want him dead. So, this is 100% rehearsed. Everything this was supposed to be something when he got off probation, it was supposed to be between us. And he went and he told, you know, friends of his, he told, you know, certain people, and everyone kind of talks and. He's constantly running into a lot of the guys that he was on probation with. Like a couple of days ago, we ran into someone, and that was a, a target. I mean, you know, and the guy comes up to us, and he's like with organized crime. It seems like a lot of the guys from Boca are starting to move up here, and we're constantly running into, you know, any. And just so y'all know, Boca is right here because we got a lot of people that aren't necessarily from Florida. Boca is a little bit further south. On Interstate 95. Interstate 95, guys. Oh, shit. Boca Raton? Yeah. yeah. For all my people that aren't, you know, Americans, Interstate 95 is one of the longest highways in the United States. It starts, uh, it ends here in Miami, but it actually starts all the way, okay, up here in the northeast. It goes all the way up here to uh, Maine, okay, to Holton, Maine. It takes you pretty much to the Canadian border, okay? And this highway, Interstate 95, uh, well, number one, I'm very familiar with, with it because I went through it my entire life, especially to come down here south, moving from Connecticut. But it goes through all the major states. It goes through Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York, Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, et cetera. And it's a, it gets you a straight shot down to Miami and hits a bunch of different major cities on the way. OK, to include New York, Philadelphia, um, New Haven, Connecticut. Um, it takes you through Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, up and then up north into uh, further in New England. I mean, a lot of the guys that he he knows and mm-hmm. things like that. So it was a lot of money. It was one hundred and ninety-one thousand dollars that he had to pay back. So I know certain names. You know what I mean. And I know certain families. They were on the news, like the guys that all just went away. Mm-hmm. What nationality are you? Spanish. My mom's from Peru and my dad's from Egypt. Wow. Haram! And in that case, since she's from uh, her, her family's from Egypt and her last name is Muhammad, Abdul, get the rocks! Hello, Akbar! Because this is super haram what she's doing. Haram! 
I, I want to tell you everything the whole so that you kind of know yeah, what's I, going on. I did. Okay. I so that's what happened with that. So he didn't know how to tell everybody what was going on with everything. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know he was shot. He was shot twice. And I want you to know all this. Do you know this? Did they tell you out there? Not exactly. I mean, they told me he was shot. When I was at the gym, I got a phone call. I didn't hear my phone. And they said shot two times because why? They know that the undercover told her that he was going to shoot him twice in the head and end it. And they want to see how she reacts. Phone rang and I called back. and they... No emotion, of course, because she knew it was coming. They told me just to please come that something happened at my house. Yeah, he was... Evidently, your husband answered the door and they took him back upstairs. And in the bedroom. He had cameras, though. Why would he answer the door? Like, he doesn't answer for anybody he doesn't know. I have and no I mean, the only person, like his probation So at this point, she's confused, guys, because she knows her husband wouldn't open the door. So I would argue that at this point in the interview, this is probably where she starts to go, hmm. Yeah. This is weird. He never answers the door. I spoke to the undercover. He said he was going to break in. Why is this detective saying that he opened the front door and got killed? That doesn't make sense. Officer, it's like the, you know what I, I have mean? no idea. He would not answer the door. We had cameras, like at our house. Maybe he knows this person. I didn't know you had cameras have, because when we got there, some of your neighbors heard the, the commotion. We have cameras. The front door has cameras. Oh, that's the back great. door has cameras. Then, but they don't record. And you'll, oh, they don't no, record. Nobody knows. They don't. We told everybody they record, but they don't record oh, because he didn't want them to make a hole in the garage. Right now, I'm going to go out and get in touch with the officers at the scene. I want to see if the house is burglarized. Okay. All right, just give me one second. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stop the cap. Stop the cap. <laughs> the lead investigator returns 16 minutes later. Now, you know that I advise you of your rights, right? Yeah. Okay. The game's over with. Okay. Uh, okay. And here Hang on. we go. I want to know. I want to know. Go ahead. How would you have like embraced? How would have I done this if I yeah. was an investigator? That's actually a good question, Angie. Um. Yeah, I, I would have just walked in and been like, "You're fucked," <laughs> just like that. I would have walked in and said, "You're fucked," and I would have walked in with like all the evidence. Right. And, and actually, you know what? I, okay, this is what. <laughs> let's go into a dream world. Yeah, please. This is what Asia Gaines would do. I'll walk in. I'd be like, yo, walk in, throw the fucking pictures on the table. What's that? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. We got you dead to rights. Let me make, and, and, and this is what I would do a lot of times with crooks. When I had them dead to rights like that, right. I would show them the pictures or I go in, I already know what it is. I got you. You are done. You're going to do the next XYZ amount of years in federal prison. Let me make this explicitly clear to you. I don't need your statement. I got enough to put you in prison for a significant amount of time, and it's going to be Fed time, 80%, 80% or more. No Alamo, no, uh, no, uh, uh, sorry, guys, I haven't slept yet. Um, <laughs> no time off for good behavior, no parole, no conjugal visits, none of that stuff. You are going to do the time straight, and we win most of our cases. Now, you tell me what you want to do, and I'll just put it in their court. And then if they say, most of the time, at that point, they'd say, one, I want a lawyer because they know they're done. Or B, they'll say, okay, what can we work out and what, what, how much time am I working with or whatever. Like, what, am I, what are my options? Yeah, what are my options here? And then I tell them, bam, you could cooperate. Tell me who else was involved in you, with you in this criminal activity, blah, blah, blah. 
or B, you're going to go down for everybody. Now, in this situation, obviously, the co-conspirator is undercover, but I would still want her to snitch on the undercover. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'll come in and say, I need to know who the fucking hitman is, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> or I could just let her know he was undercover, so you're messed, any- messed up anyway. But regardless, um, yeah, it's always fun to confront Yeah, but the other and- way you get more information. Yes, yes. You get more information from her. Yeah, exactly. And and a lot of times what they'll do is they'll not know the undercover was a criminal. So I'll be like, right. who is this fucking guy? Et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, okay. or we saw you meeting with this undercover and I wouldn't tell her it was an undercover and see what she says. But um, but yeah, that, good question, Angie. W, w question. Ding. I knew that was coming. <laughs> There's no more. You've been here too long. Games with you <laughs> and I. Now we're going to get down to serious business. I want to know if you know this guy. Come here. Bring this guy in here. Get over here. Get over here. They bring in the undercover cop who remains in character. Acting. Wow. Bumblecock. <laughs> but the undercover stays in character, which is a key point here. Like he's been caught, but refuses to allege Dahlia's involvement. She happily plays along. You know who this guy is? No. You've never seen him before? I've never seen him before. Ever. Do you know her? Put your head up and look at her. Put your head up. I've never seen him. What were you doing coming out of her house? Get him out of here. W acting from the Buena Police Department. (laughs) (laughs) Dahlia was able to use her looks to get what she wanted out of life, which of itself isn't necessarily a bad thing. People do what they can to get by, which sometimes means relying on physical appearance, and in some cases they have no other option. Yet the majority of those who navigate life in this manner do so without intentionally hurting anyone. Dahlia went out of her way to not only hurt, but to literally slaughter the person whom she had tricked into falling in love with her, and for no other reason than monetary gain. She hadn't come from a broken home, nor was she a battered wife. There were no mitigating circumstances whatsoever. Only the cold-blooded pursuit to get what she wanted, how she wanted, impartial to the suffering she would cause as a result. In the next moments, her karmic debt will have finally caught up, and for perhaps the first time in her adult life, neither sex appeal nor her fabricated charm will be enough to save her from the consequences of her actions. You're going to jail today for solicitation of murder. You're under arrest. That's an undercover police officer. Oh, boy. You triggered my trap card! Undercover hitman. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> oh, gotcha, shit, bitch. man. And everything that you did recorded everything that you did. You're going to jail for solicitation of first-degree murder of your husband. I didn't do anything. Did you hear what I just told you? I heard what you said. I didn't do anything. Everything, listen to me. Everything has been recorded. You were photographed in the convertible when you sat in his car in the front of CVS. What do you want to do? What do you want to and this is why I like the strategy I told y'all before, where I would come in with the pictures and just show them to her and tell her the gig is up. Because, you know, saying one thing is 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 one instance, but seeing it is believing. And even for a delusional criminal like this, sometimes you got to really let them know you got them dead to rights. And pictures, irrefutable. I didn't do anything. Listen to me. I didn't do anything. You're going to jail. I didn't do anything. Please, I didn't there do anything. There is no mechanism of defense. Oh, they... Do anything. I didn't you're going to jail today. As soon as I'm done, they're going to come in here and handcuff you, 
and take you to the Palm Beach County Jail, book you for solicitation of first-degree murder on your husband. Your husband is well and alive. Thank God. Oh, yeah, thank Can God. Can I see him? No, he doesn't want to see you. He doesn't want to see you. You he doesn't damn right he don't want to see you. <laughs> What's your plan? Listen to me. I want you to. This is probably one of the greatest I gotcha moments I think I've ever witnessed. What would you say? Yeah, totally. That we've covered? I think this is probably literally one of the best I gotcha moments I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So quit your acting and get this over with. Not. Yes, you are. Okay. You know what? You need a real good attorney. You need a real good attorney because I used to say that shit to them too. I got you debts to rights. You better get the best attorney ever because we got you, man. We're going to show them the film where you say you're 5,000% sure you want him dead. You think I made that up? You think I made that up? That's exactly what's going to happen. I'm putting talk with you. When I leave this room, no other officer will ever talk to you again. The next time we see you is when you're in trial. Now you can make it right here, or you're going to trial, and you're going to do life in prison. You want to cooperate with us, whatever you want to do. It's over and done once I walk out. I'm not coming back in to talk to you. And no one else is here. What do you want to do before I leave here? Because the next officer comes. All right, so this is a kind of a critical uh, pivot moment here. All right, the officer is obviously playing his poker face. Can I handcuff you and take you to the jail? See my husband, please. No, you don't want to see him. You don't want to see him. I'm leaving now. Can I have an officer come in here and cuff this? The person. I don't know what's going on, please. He's playing the victim. Go ahead and run. Yep. Let's take first three murders. Stand up, please. Dahlia is then granted her fraudulent wish and comes face to face with her husband. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Yo! Yo! W Police Department, man. Like, I, I gotta give it to them. This is literally some of the best content I've seen when it comes to a criminal case ever, bro. So y'all can't see, but there's a door right here, and he's standing in the doorway looking in, and she's looking at him. Y'all can't see it on camera, but he's just standing there with, like, I think one or two officers because he's probably enraged at this point. Let's see how she addresses the very man that she plotted on killing. Please, come here. Please, come here. Please, come here. Now, you guys are probably wondering, why does she keep um, insisting on saying come here versus just talking to him. The reason why, guys, is she wants to still assert some level of control and and uh, feel like she's in, uh, in frame, okay? As you guys can tell from this relationship, she controlled the frame 1,000%. Her saying come here is her last dire uh, resort to trying to claim frame in a situation where she no longer has control, right? And she's hoping there's some semblance of the man that she was able to manipulate for, uh, you know, the past six, seven, eight months that they've been together and married. So this is why she's bringing her voice, come here, you know, talking to him in that loving voice, whatever, because that's the same very voice that she used to manipulate him to get the house under her name, to hire the hitman, to create this aura 
of I'm innocent when in reality she was on some demon time. <laughs> so she's trying to get right now one last ditch effort. Why not? I didn't do anything to you. Like, come here, please. Come here. She sounds like she's talking to a dog. Yeah, you caught that, Angie? Yeah. Yep. Dahlia was given roughly 15 minutes in her cell to calm down and have reality sink in. She was then brought back to the interrogation room, where two less confrontational detectives would pursue a confession. They were hoping the immediate switch from hostility to patience would influence her compliance. So obviously that other officer was, you know, Cap. He ended up, you know, getting two other guys to go ahead and talk to her. Stop the cat. I know you guys are probably wondering, well, Myra, why do they care? Like, at this point, they got her dead to rights. Why do they want a confession? Well, guys, for a case like this, they want to make sure that it is airtight, no entrapment issues, which is basically when you go ahead and get someone to commit a crime that they otherwise weren't predisposed to do, um, that there's no uh, no question that she was, in fact, the mastermind behind this. So even though they don't need the confession, it's always nice to get it. It's the cherry on top. You know, it's basically handing a case, a case to a prosecutor on a silver platter. Because the goal of the police department and the prosecutor is to not go to trial, guys. Okay? That's every prosecutor and police officer's goal is to always get the case to a point where it never goes to trial. Have you been advised of your rights before? Yes. Your Miranda rights? Now, you guys can notice the stark difference in uh, detective demeanor. These guys come in a lot more chill, a lot more relaxed. They're more professionally dressed, etc. So this is all in an effort to build rapport with her and try to elicit a confession after they've been able to establish to her, yo, we got you dead to rights. Yeah, but I wanted to make a phone call. Okay, earlier this morning. But of course, that's contingent upon dealing with someone who has some level of reason. As you guys are quickly going to find out, this woman has none of that. Sergeant Sheridan, Reggie, your rights from that card, right? And you understood your Miranda rights, your Fifth Amendment rights? Yeah, but I wanted to make it Okay, so we'll... Okay, if you guys can see, this is her once again trying to establish frame and dominance in the interaction. She knows everything has been taken from her, so her saying, I need a phone call, is her merely trying to grasp the straws of some type of semblance of control, which she has been used to enjoying with her former partner. The other reason, too, guys, is because if she wanted a lawyer, let's say she wanted the phone to talk to a lawyer, she could have just told these guys, I want a lawyer and be done with it. But she doesn't say that. So it's very obvious she doesn't care about the phone for a lawyer. She just wants to exert control. And you guys are going to see here why in a second we get to the phone call part. And guys, brace yourselves. It is quite frankly one of the most cloud world interactions I've ever listened to. You wanna, uh, yeah, did you understand your rights? Or you didn't understand them? I wasn't really paying attention when you okay. said yes to everything. Okay, what I'll do is I'll go ahead and read them again, okay? And if you have any questions, just go ahead and ask me, I'll explain them to you, okay? Okay, you understand your, your Fifth Amendment rights now? All of them? Yeah. Okay. Um, can I go to the regular restroom, please, before we start? Is that okay? Another attempt to try to use uh, gain control. Is it an emergency? I didn't feel comfortable doing any other one. <laughs> Sorry, I'm no wrong. No wrong. Do you mind if I call you Dahlia? Yeah, please. Okay. All right. 
so the detectives obliged because uh, from a former investigator standpoint, guys, uh, if a defendant says, I want to use the bathroom, like it's kind of a bad look to not let them use it. You're kind of starting to get into the realm of, you know, depriving them of basic human rights. So even if it does distract the um, interview or it might be a small concession to the defendant, uh, sometimes giving them that air of a little bit of control opens them up. So this was a good um, tactical move from the detectives because denying them a bathroom bathroom usage is never going to work in your favor, especially when you're trying to elicit a confession. Um, do you understand what happened today? What's going on here? A little. Okay. Now, slowly, I'm understanding a little bit better. What's your understanding? I was told one thing, and now it's like, slowly, like, all these things are, I, I, like, I don't, I mean, I don't really know what happened. Do you know that you are arrested today? You're being arrested? That part I understood. Okay. Do you know what for? Not really, no. You don't know the charge? No, nobody Okay, go ahead and tell the charge. I'll okay. You're being arrested for soliciting to commit murder, okay, which that means is you attempted to hire someone to kill somebody else, meaning your husband, okay? And that's why you're here, and that's what you're getting charged with. Okay, no. You, no, you don't understand? Or? No, I never did that. Okay, but that, that's what you're being charged with, okay. and um, we have plenty of evidence to back it up, okay? So, with your rights in mind, we want to give you an opportunity to do some soul searching maybe, and maybe get a lot off your chest and tell us the truth. That's what we want to hear. The evidence against her was overwhelming, hence the lack of interrogation techniques being initiated. The detectives feel that this is an open and shut case, and whether the suspect chooses to confess at this moment or not, they believe the eventual outcome will be the same. I mean, exactly. At this point, they don't even need a confession, guys. But at the, it's just a formality. This has been worked for a couple of days now. It's not just the first day we're doing this. Reference to this case. And we have a lot of information to support our charge. It's just not a, a quick little thing. So, you know, you're going to know when you're lying to us and all that. We just want to hear the truth. I mean, it's done. It's over with now, you know. And um, this is your opportunity to tell us the truth. That's all we want to hear. And we know the truth. So... I know it's hard to commit to that, but now's your time, you know? Do you have anything to say about this? I'm going to talk to my husband. <laughs> like, what? You, you want to talk to the guy that you tried to kill? This proves, guys, that this woman has zero respect for her man and thinks I can still man manipulate him even at this point. It shows the blatant disregard and respect for her man. She literally thinks she could still get through to him at this point, to the point where her hubris is blinding her to not realize she shouldn't be asking to talk to her husband. She should be asking to talk to an attorney. Stupid. Okay, well, you can't talk to your husband. He's not here right now. You let him go home. He's taking care of the house and the dogs. So. 
The good thing about this whole thing is that nobody got killed. The tragedy was prevented today. You could look at it that way, you know? That's simple. Big tragedy, I mean, someone's life, so. Everything's on tape, Dahlia. There's no denying it. You know, everything's on tape, and it's not a bluff, so. You gotta understand this, okay? Dahlia, listen to me for a second, okay? You do anything. Listen to me for a second, okay? This is on our first day, okay? It's not definitely not our second day, all right? This is an ongoing investigation, all right? Not only do we have your videotape, we have every conversation that you've had leading to this point, all right? So for you to sit here and deny that you haven't done anything, it's not going to help. Every little thing that you've done since this started, we've been involved in it. Do you understand that? I mean, I'm just telling you the truth. That's the truth. All right? Well, unfortunately, you're not going home, okay? You're looking at some serious charges here. This woman is a child. Do you understand? facts and and i've noticed this trend with all the women we've covered angie where yeah all They're of them spoiled as fuck. yeah are like super yeah. entitled and refuse to acknowledge and or take accountability for their actions at least with men a lot of times you know they confess and they say you know what i fucked up it is what it is bro none of these chicks have taken accountability like none of them that we've covered yeah actually like men they'll that? be like confrontational like daniel prince yeah or they'll be like a matter that is like, yeah, I did it, or yep. whatever, or like, I don't know. Well, well Mata, he didn't admit it either. He didn't admit it, but yeah. he was like, you know, he was helping. He was he will actually say the truth about what happened and all that. To some stuff. degree, yeah. But these girls are like, when they lie, it's like delusional. I was thinking about Chris Watts as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. He he confessed. He confessed. Yeah, but not one of these females have confessed. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's crazy. Saying that you made the attempt to hire somebody to kill your husband. That's how serious this is. Okay, you can sit here and shake your head and deny it, but I'm gonna tell you right now, all right, when they, the jury and the judge sees that videotape of you having this conversation, making a deal, all right? That's how far you went, all right? It wasn't, it's not about denying it, it wasn't me, I didn't do anything, because the video, the audio, it's not gonna lie. To be honest, now that I think about it, I don't. I can't think of any female crooks that we've covered that have taken accountability for their crime. The only person I could think of was a serial killer, Alien Warhost, and she only did that to save Ooh, her lesbian we girlfriend. Do that case. Yeah, Somebody we'll do that one too. The first uh, female serial killer, Alien Warhost, uh, is is what I think that was her. In the first U.S. Name. Yes. She had a bunch of different aliases, but she's the only one I could think of off the top of my mind that actually admitted to her criminal activity. But she only did it because her lesbian girlfriend said please come clean so i don't get caught up in this unbeknown to her the police were recording that phone call between her lesbian you know lover Partnered. and her right and uh, she was cooperating with them but it had it not been for her feeling guilty for getting her girlfriend in trouble she would never confess either and she did the same thing just like all these other chicks um like jody arias whatever oh it was self-defense that's why i killed all those johns but uh let me know if y'all want me to cover aileen warhouse in the chat guys she's actually uh, the first, America's first female serial killer. All right, and all the evidence that we have collected throughout this investigation. You sound like a fool right now denying this. Because Aileen Wuornos, sorry guys, pronounced Wuornos. Aileen Wuornos. Was she creepy? Like my partner just said. What was that? She's creepy. Yeah, she, she looked great. Just so the audience can kind of see 
not to divert from yeah <laughs> you guys can see this chick looks wild this her right here but yeah we'll do an episode on her for y'all as well but that's what she did she tried to claim self-defense just like jody everything's on tape video and audio it's, i know but you're not going home you see you're being arrested so you're not going home why do i have to go home Dahlia refuses to give any sort of acknowledgement whatsoever, even after being confronted with the hidden camera footage. She was then taken to the Palm Beach Detention Center, professing her innocence the entire way. When she finally got to jail, she accepted the offer to make a phone call. Now, try and imagine yourself in her position. Now think of the absolute last person on planet Earth that you would call at that moment. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, you guys. You guys watch this. All right, get your popcorn. fucking popcorn. You guys are in for a treat. When me and Angie watched this the first time, we, were we legitimately stopped this like three to four times to laugh <laughs> and take mental notes so that we could break this down for you guys. This is pure comedy, what you guys are about to hear. Yeah, what's up? Nothing, Mike. Please come here. Hey. Still trying to assert frame. Listen, I don't want to fight with you. Honestly, I can't help you. Mike, don't you understand what just happened? What they're saying is not true. How is that possible? Like, I'm sitting here. It's not true. It's not possible. You wouldn't even give me two minutes to talk to you, but it's not possible. What they're saying is not true. How in the hell did I hear it and see it? Like, I... <laughs> Stop the cap. Yo. You know what probably happened, guys, is they probably showed up at the house. You guys can see the sun is coming out now. That's just so y'all see how much we're grinding. I guarantee you what ended up happening was when the police went to his house, right, to tell him, hey, bro, we got to take you out of here. He was probably like, I don't believe you guys. My wife would never do something like that. And they probably had the footage on hand and showed it to him. And he was like, damn. So he heard and saw it. Let's see how she responds to that. Because she's banking on him not having seen anything. Heard what you heard. It's not true. Look, I heard what you heard. It's not true. What? You saying I'm 5,000%? I want this done is not true? Stupid. <laughs> I heard what you heard and I saw what you saw. Everything they showed you, they showed me. And how is it not, how are you telling me that? I am giving you my word that it's not true. What, what do you, Dad, I couldn't help you if I wanted to. Like, please, I need an attorney. Can you please help me? Oh, now we know <laughs> why she's really hitting him. He has yep. the money to get an attorney. The truth. Your, your brother was here and I spoke to him and he's going to go talk to your mom. I called him for you already. Right? Look at how nice this guy is. He's still going yeah, out of his man. way to let the family know and notifying them what's going on. If anything, I'm shocked he's even been on the phone with her this long. He has every right to exactly like hung up, hang up, hate this woman from the bottom. Of, like this is one of the rare instances where like hating a woman is actually kind of justified, bro. And here he is, man. Like. Even though he's a simp. What? But, what are the excuses? There are yeah, no excuses. <laughs> yeah, like, bro, I mean, he is simp, but, like, you, I, I guess I got to commend him for being nice, but this is what happens when you're a nice guy. 
<laughs> Wires plot your death and take your house from you. This is not true. I am telling you, too. Like, how do you explain what I saw and heard? Like, I am limited on my phone call. You know more than anybody. It's not true. It just gives me time so I can talk to you. What is what did you say? I saw it. I heard it. I saw what you saw and I heard what you heard. Okay, well, what, and what the f***? You said you wanted to have me killed. I heard that. It's not true. That is not How is it not true? How can you believe that? I heard your voice. How can you believe it? But it is the point. I heard you it's say it. It's not. I heard what you heard and it's not. What did you, what did I hear then? I heard you say I heard, I I heard the tape. Okay, I heard the tape and I saw pictures and I saw of the whole nine yards. I saw all of it. So why would you meet a guy in a parking lot? The nerve. Explain that. I'm sitting here on the phone. I will tell you when I see you in person. Please. You're not, I can't come there anyway. I'm not allowed there. That's not true. Who said that? They tell you that on purpose. That's not true. I, I don't know what you could tell me. Even if, let's pretend. I said, oh, it's all better. I can't. They're charging your ass. Don't you get it? <laughs> I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> Please. I don't know what to say to you. I can't help you. I, it's out of my hand. You're not even trying. What am I supposed to do? The undercover video, dude. <laughs> and she's still trying to manipulate Man, To him. be honest with you, like the level, of, like the amount of like effort that he, this guy is putting on this phone call just to talk to her. I, I think if he wouldn't have seen the video footage, he will have believed her. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Good point. I, I think so, too. Like, I legitimately think at this point, like, if he didn't see the footage, he probably would help her. Yeah. Like, you could tell in, like... This is why you got you guys got to be RP aware, Because he man. has no reason to keep talking to this no. girl. No, a small part of him wishes it wasn't true and probably doesn't believe it's true, but his mind is telling him, dude, it is true. Exactly. But you, you can see that he still has compassion for this woman, which shows he really did love her, even though she didn't love him back. It's yeah. actually pretty sad to see. And this phone call embodies his love for her, but her disdain and disrespect for him. I heard your voice clearly. I don't understand. I did not. You can hear his voice break a little bit after he said, I could hear your voice clearly. Meaning, this really hurt him. Period. Yeah. So how did they get your voice on that tape recorder? I'm limited with my time to eat. You gotta be kidding me, man. I heard you say that shit. I'm telling you right now. Now he's waking up. Okay. You can't fix it. How are you going to tell me that you didn't say it, you didn't do it? When I saw you say it, and I saw you do it. Do you have any idea how I was when they told me what supposedly happened to you, how I got, and how I was, and how everything? This is manipulation right here. Yep. Yep. What's manipulation 101. Yep. Incredible. Can you meet me in person so I can talk to you? No. Why? Why should I? Because... You know me. I never, ever, 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 ever in my wildest dreams ever want that for you, ever. Well, you, you say it. Uh, you no, I did not. No, I did not say anything. Period. I didn't say anything. I don't know how you, you're going to actually have the nerve to sit here and lie to me now. Me nerve. I can't help you even if I wanted to. Do you get it? 
why don't you want to? He's still in denial a little bit, but it's starting to slowly sink in. Get out of my f***ing hand. It's different if you're trying. You're not even trying. What, what could I possibly do for you? I don't get it. What could I do? You're not even trying. You're not even trying? Fucking... The audacity of this woman, bro. Bumbaka! Another slap for this girl. You'll slap her too? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. What is that? I think you're three, four for four when it comes to wanting to smack these chicks? Yeah. Dumb it. <laughs> okay, they're getting ready to like take me again. Yeah, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna give you some advice and you need to listen. You're gonna be running around in there for a little while, a couple days. Mm, he's been in prison before. He knows what time it is. You need to just try and relax and just go with it. And keep to yourself and don't say a lot. There we go. This, my friends, is the definition of not taking accountability. I, I, there's nothing I can do to help you. Know what I'll do? You know what I'll do for you? Seriously? You sign my house back over to me. I'll help you, Mom. I meant for Let's go! Let's go! Finally, he grew a pair. Y'all just witnessed this guy go from boy to man, from simp <laughs> to pimp. Let's fucking go another one. <laughs> the Monko, Monko. Yo. <laughs> Give me my house back. That's it. That's it, what? I'll have the papers sent over to you somehow. You'll sign them over to me, and then I will help your mother. I'm not signing anything. Oh, she Fuck just you, showed then. her real colors. Of course not. Man, this girl. <laughs> what happened to all that crying and sobbing? And I love you, Mike. Please help me. Out. What happened to all that? <laughs> what happened? Let's see how her demeanor changed as soon as he said, yo, I need that house back. She was like, oh, wait, hold on. What? <laughs> Acting over. No, I'm not giving it back. I know you wouldn't sign anything. I knew that wasn't going to happen. So I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> you triggered my trap card. <laughs> oh man, Jail Three Hundred Four thought that was your former wife. Holy! Then that's what you're thinking about. I'm sitting here watching. You're thinking about. Dolly tried to have me killed. I just offered to help you, <laughs> dude. Dolly tried to have me killed. And again, you have the balls to say no to me. You just basically said you to me, which is hilarious considering your situation and considering what the f just happened today. Hey, finally, yes, you fight back, baby. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Go, Mike. I remember watching this the first time. Mike, we were man. literally cheering him on. We were like, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> Fuck that bitch, man. It. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm getting fingerprinted now. Dahlia called her mother soon after, who was already informed of the situation by Michael and appeared to be a little bit more understanding over the whole situation. Hello? Okay, I want you guys to notice the huge contrast in how she talks to her mom and her evil plot. Mom, I'm in jail. I know, Dahlia. I know. I Somebody find out. You, lady, I know. New York. Okay, who do you want me to call? I need, you to, call. I need you to call Mike in New York, if I'm not mistaken, I think that was the guy that played lawyer the first time that started this whole BS and was the one that was able to get 
DiPolito, the husband Mike, to sign over the home to her. No, so what do you think you want me to do? Where are you exactly? But she thinks it's Mike down here in Florida. So you can see the disconnect with the mom. See, the mom doesn't even really know about her 304 activities because she's assuming Mike from down there. But her mom is like, oh, I don't believe that my girl's an escort. I'm in county jail. I need you to call. What did Mike say? Is he coming? Everybody's coming, Dana. We're going to go ahead and get your lawyer. Okay? Don't worry. Where are you? Are you in Gulf Club? Yes, I'm here. Mom, Mike did this to me. Mike did okay, this to me. Do of course. And it's kind of weird how the mom refers to the police station as gun club. But uh, hey, whatever strokes your boat, I guess. I didn't do anything. You did. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. Where are you? You in gun club? Yes, I'm here. I'm in gun club. And I heard Mike is at the house. I want him out of my house. Okay, well, but right now we're going to need to have a lawyer first. It's okay? my house. The title's in okay. my name. See? Look at that. She. It's my house. The gall of this woman, man. All right. Okay, don't worry about that right now. Dahlia spent 20 months in jail before standing trial in April 2011. Her defense was bizarre. They claimed Michael DiPolito was a fan of reality TV and the murder-for-hire plot was a hoax just so he could get on television. (laughs) What (laughs) the hell? Are you kidding me? Bro. This is insane. I thought it couldn't get any crazier. He kind of looks like one of the Jersey Shores guys. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess in 2009, and and here's the other thing too, let me uh, let the audience know this. So back at this time, guys, reality television was huge in 2009. I know you young boys might be looking at it like, what? That's far-fetched. Yeah, the Kardashians, Jersey Shore. All the reality TV shows that you guys have like learned, um, come to learn and love, especially people from like my generation, a little bit younger, Jersey Shore, the real the world, Paris Hilton's. Uh, the Paris Hilton's like this was the era of cable television, and reality shows. MTV so there. Exactly. So she tried to go ahead and spin it that this was a reality show. Dude, the creativity when it comes to making it's a too- lie that rid- <laughs> ridiculous. Boom, I'm just having fun with it. Come on, yeah, I'm with you. You're having fun yeah. with me? Let me yeah. ask you something. <laughs> is this fun, Mr. Julia? And This is them on trial. and That's him referring to it now uh, at the courtroom. This sucks. Okay. <laughs> well, this sucks. <laughs> was it fun when you went to court? Horrible. Okay. So you got to give it to him for having some uh, humor given the situation. Yeah. Is there anything funny about this proceeding at all, Mr. DiPolito? The questions you're asking me, some of them, yeah. You don't like them, do you? It's ridiculous. I am not. He- We're not here because of me. Well, I'm, I might as well, you might as well put me up next. I mean, what are we doing here? The verdict came a month later on May 13th. The jury needed just three hours of deliberation. Verdict, we the jury. Just three <laughs> hours. That should tell you how, how strong her defense was. Find as far as, as to count one, we found the defendant guilty of solicitation to commit first-degree murder. If you find the defendant guilty, do you find that there's a firearm included in the solicitation? Yes. And you and I have spoken previously about you wanting to share some comments. So she gets found guilty, and now they take her to sentencing. And at the sentencing hearing, guys, is where they uh, decide how much time she's going to get. And you guys are about to see her mom right now beg for some type of mercy. With the court, um, as the judge considers the appropriate sentence in this case. Yes, I do. I have no words to explain why this unfortunate event happened. And I am Angie, what do you think? You think her mom knew that she was an escort? Man. She's like uh, Courtney Cleese's dad. 
that he didn't know that she had she was like a, an OnlyFans model. Yeah. No, she, she, she probably knew. Yeah, I, I think she, she might have like had knew. an inkling. She was involved in some of stuff course. like that. But I, mean, I don't know if she like full on found out that she like that's what she really did. Wow. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, a mother's love is probably some of the most un- this is the so closest helpless. to unconditional love ever. So of course she's gonna you know yeah try to get mercy for her daughter no matter how crazy the crime is. Sorry, but it did. She went to the same school as Casey Anthony's uh, parents. Wait, who this? Uh... This lady. Are you serious? No, no, I'm kidding. But like I'm saying, like they might oh, be like okay, you might like school as in like okay, they're yeah. like same school of thought. Okay, okay, yeah, guys, guys, English is their second language. They'll make fun of it too much. <laughs> Support what it happened, but I know that you have the power in deciding what happens to the next phase of Talia's life. In showing mercy, in life we make mistakes. Sometimes. We will deserve a second chance. That is not dangerous. Your Honor, I'm asking you, I'm begging you, please, to have some mercy. Nope. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you. Where do I begin? Uh... Let me just start off. Now, I want you guys to put yourself in his shoes. Imagine taking a girl off the street, getting her from an escort, buying her a 20,000 ring, moving her into your home, treating her the best, giving her a life she would have otherwise never been able to get for herself, and then finding out that she plotted your murder by a police officer showing up to your home saying, yo, dude, your chick wants you gone. Yeah. Imagine all that as you're sitting in the stand. By saying, you know, uh, when I... Not to mention that she had tried to set you up to get arrested several times. Married my wife. I was very much in love with her. And uh, which all of that came out during this trial, by the way, I thought we were doing things that normal married people do. And I was a very good husband and I provided everything we needed. And, you know, that being said, uh, lo and behold, you know, that wasn't the case. I don't know who these people are talking about, but it's not that girl. You know, and I, I feel bad. I don't even want to be here. You could still see that he still cares about her, despite the fact that she's a cold, conniving individual since this started i've always put my hand out give me my house let's let's be done with it i'll beg the judge to even do whatever i don't personally gain anything from this you know the difference between me and i guess uh, what's going on here uh you know i went to prison you know how i got there i said i did it yeah. mm. this is kind of a really interesting dynamic where you guys are seeing a male taking a charge on the chin while a female refusing to acknowledge responsibility. You know, now, am I saying that all guy criminals are noble and, you know, admit to it? No, of course not. There's a bunch of them that lie. But what I am saying is if you took 100 female criminals and then 100 male criminals, I'm willing to bet you'd have more confessions from the men than that of the women. Yeah, I did it. Let's get this over with and handle it. You know, that hasn't happened here. I mean, this girl doesn't feel sorry for anything. She still doesn't think she did anything. And, Boom, and on top of that, she tried to say that you were running a reality television show. <laughs> Believe me, I don't want to get up here and be nasty, holy. but the reality is I sit and listen holy. to this. Even today, we're talking about it. Yeah, holy. 
I, I don't think I've have you seen a worse defense than I think this is by far the worst defense. You think that that we were filming a reality television show? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think this is the most far fetched one. Jody Arias's one was terrible too, but this one was yeah. probably the most creative. Retrial, retrial for what? I mean, what is it we're doing? Who didn't understand what happened here? They still don't want to admit anything happened. Nothing bad happened. It's all good. Let's just all go home and it's fine. I'm not okay. You know, my father died. I was supposed to have been able to travel to see him. I didn't get to see my dad. You know, my dad's dead. And, uh, you know, that was part of my plan. Get off probation, go see my family, spend time with my father. If she would have owned it, like a normal member guys he had a probation in florida so it limited him being able to travel outside of the state so that's where this pain and anguish comes from person it would have owned up to something i would respect that but instead when i get to court i hear that i want a reality television show as soon as we walk out you know that <laughs> and if anything guys this this case probably forced him to stay in florida even more so because he was on probation <laughs> Which wanted to be a Kardashian. Yeah, she wanted to be a Kardashian so bad. Like, and you can see the frustration. Like, what? Really? A reality television show just because I'm Italian? Do I look like Paulie D from fucking Jersey Shore? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Do I look like Ronnie? Right? You guys don't know who I'm talking about. Google um Google um Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. <laughs> and y'all know exactly what I'm gonna talk about, man. As a matter of fact, let me help you guys out. This is so funny that you knew the name. Yeah, I used to watch that joint, man. Yeah. Wow, let me show y'all real quick. Uh, From all the people I didn't think Myra will know the names. Yeah, I used to watch that joint all the time. That was great. This was the, it, no, that's that's this guy. I'm telling you, it's the same. Y'all tell me that's not the same guy, bro. I thought the same thing. Hold on, look, look, hold on. Mike Dippolito. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Yo, are you kidding me? <laughs> Yo, what? Is it shenanigans? Same dude. <laughs> Yo, man, what the hell? What? <laughs> what the fuck? And remember, guys, like I said before, I really want to hammer this home. Back in 2009, this show was all the rage. So even though in 2023, this excuse sounds ridiculous, it was even funnier to say back then. <laughs> <laughs> they do actually look alike, though, man. <laughs> oh, man filing for an appeal. You know why? Because they think everybody in this room is stupid. That's why. Because we're all stupid and they're smarter than us. And nobody did anything. And God, she's a great girl. You know, when I met her, I thought all those things. I don't want to offend anybody. And believe me, I feel sorry for everybody that's in here crying. But you know what? I got to feel sorry for myself. Nobody's helping me. My mother had a nervous breakdown. I'm like, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. You know, I just don't mind. know how I'm feeling some days. And it's just not fair. Like I said, and, and I mean this from my heart, I wish we weren't here. I wish she would have did anything but what she did. Uh, the jury's found you. All right, yes. guys. Yes. What you're about to witness this is, is probably one of the most satisfying moments I've ever witnessed in a true yeah, crime Maya documentary. Yeah, was flipping when we saw this. You I'm going to just play the video, and I am not going to stop it one time. All I want you guys, All I want you guys to do Sit back and enjoy what you're about to hear. <laughs> this is quite literally the epiphany of justice is going to be served. Guilty, Ms. DiPolito, of um, solicitation to commit first-degree murder. Uh, so my task is to figure out what an appropriate sentence would be. This is the judge, by the way. I know I said I want to stop, but this is my last stop. This is the judge, <laughs> by the way, 
reading her her sentence. I want to distinguish that for anybody that might be listening to this podcast on audio only and can't see what's going on. This is the judge reading her sentencing. This is better and why, than ACMR. Yeah. <laughs> this is him reading the sentencing and why he came to this decision. Sit back and enjoy. Somewhere between 48 months and 30 years in the Department of Corrections. How do I rehabilitate you from what you have done? And, and I'm, I think that's that's a function of, of you know, spinning your moral compass. Uh, I think your moral compass is askew. Uh, I think that uh, it's it's something that uh, uh, it's not like getting a drug addict off drugs or an alcoholic off alcohol. But but rehabilitation, I hope that occurs as part of this sentence. Uh, a big variable and the one that's most conspicuous is punishment. You impose a sentence to punish bad behavior, criminal behavior, and that's going to be a, a large component of this sentence. And also a valid factor in imposing a sentence is uh, re uh, retribution. And, and retribution is giving society the, the vent, the outlet, the sense of that person got what he or she had coming. So I consider those factors and try to figure out what weighs most in uh, tailoring a sentence for you. Um, and it has to do with the facts of the case, and it has to do with who you are and what you were thinking. And here's the way I see it. I think that, that a lot of it is, is what were your motivations? What were you doing? What were you thinking when that was going on? And I just come to the most obvious conclusion that you were motivated by greed, by avarice. There's no evidence that you were being beaten and you were defending yourself, that you were a battered wife, that you were an alcoholic, that you were the victim of child abuse, that you were uh, somehow acting in defense of yourself, even under uh, a misguided notion. There, there's none of that here. All of your conduct uh, was just for self-indulgence um, and just trying to take every bit of money that you could get a hold of so that you could go on and live this fast life. In as early as March, you, you began this relentless campaign to get rid of your husband. First, you're thinking, well, I'll just get him sent off to prison and that would be good enough. Uh, you use guile and sophistry to dupe others into your web of deception. Uh, you were the puppet master that was pulling all the strings. You weren't acting at the direction of somebody else. You weren't under the influence of somebody else. Uh, you were the one calling the shots. And you were engaged in a course of conduct, not over some momentary lapse of good judgment. This wasn't like, ah, I ran a red light, I shouldn't have done that. Or, ah, oh, what was I thinking? I had the gun in my hand and, and I shot it because I was angry. It was weeks and months that you continued with these different schemes to try to rid yourself of your husband that was just something out of a novel. And it was, it, it was um, you know, uh, horrible to watch it unfold as, as, the, as the trial testimony came out. It was pure evil. Uh, after those attempts to uh, have your husband taken out of the picture by way of sending him back to prison for a long period of time, and when you learned that it wasn't good enough to have the house in your name, that if you wanted to sell the house, you were still going to need his signature, I, I think that's when it started to turn to uh, even more sinister uh, behavior. Uh, Mr. Salnick indicates that you know being remorseful or saying I'm sorry really doesn't mean anything. And I disagree. I disagree. I think even today, Mr. DiPolito, still your husband, I think that 
I'm sorry, it's my fault, I did it, would have gone a long way, not only for his healing, but it, it would have perhaps suited your own purpose. But I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard an ounce of remorse. Uh, the opposite of that, uh, when, when confronted with the obvious facts, the, the most powerful uh, um, testimony as to who you are is when you're in the police station and your husband walked by and looked in and you were begging him, tell him this is all wrong, tell him this is all wrong. And then later on the telephone, you were saying he was confronting you with the evidence. I saw the tapes. I saw the, the videotape of you trying to have me killed. And you just cold-bloodedly said to him, I saw what you saw, and I'm telling you that's not true. And, and it was astonishing, the, the, the cold-blooded um, denial you got her on that the ropes you're now. willing to go to to try to avoid the obvious. You have a certain facet of who you are with your mom, your sister, your brother, and they see the good in you, uh, as siblings and parents should. Uh, but who you are when no one's looking, other than a camera in a police car, is quite different. And I think that peers deeply into your soul and speaks volumes of the way you were presenting this. And it was uh, quite chilling to witness that. I'm literally on the edge uh, Based of my on those factors, then, Ms. DiPolito, I'll accept the uh, uh, verdict of the jury. I'll find you guilty. Guys, I'm li I literally feel like I'm watching a porno right now. Hallelujah. Do you have like a hug? Yeah. And, and <laughs> oh, I'm just no. ready for the money shot. No way. That's what I feel like is going on right now. This is literally better than a porno. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the judge to shoot this money shot on this fucking 304, guys. This is <laughs> literally awesome. Okay? I'll adjudicate you guilty. And I'm sentencing you to 20 years in the Department of Corrections. Let's go! You know what time it is! <laughs> I remember watching this on the edge of my seat, bro. This is literally better than Brazzers, man. Lit! <laughs> but wait, there's more. Dahlia's first encounter with retribution was a big one, yet it didn't last long. The sentence was thrown out on a technicality one month later, and she was able to remain under house arrest for six years awaiting her next trial. Her now, you guys are probably like, what the hell is going on right now? Like, dude, are you serious? Did we just get our victory snatched from us that quickly? Stay tuned. Second trial began in 2016. Dahlia DiPolito takes the stand with an unusual defense. Dahlia says it was all part of a plan she hatched with her then-husband, Michael DiPolito, and former lover, Mohammed Shahadi, to get famous. Her now ex- Oh, the guy that went to the police? Yeah, all right. Husband, Mike DiPolito, says he couldn't wait to see what she'd say in court. Let me know when she's going. I'll be sitting in the back with popcorn. I'd love to see this. In an exclusive pretrial interview with 2020 this past December, DiPolito said she's just misunderstood. Who is Dahlia DiPolito? Uh, understanding, sweet, and compassionate. Manipulative, <laughs> conniving. I, I got more than three. Malicious, baited, enticed. Trapped. Her attorney, Brian Claypool. Oh, this guy's a piece of work. You guys are about oh to see right God, now. I, yeah. He might even, um, he might be more delusional than her. Pool says Dahlia is the innocent victim of a fame-hungry police department. What the police department did is they found out she's an attractive woman. In their minds, they're, they're like, ching, ching, ching. This is a perfect skit. There's no question about it that the Boynton Beach Police Department was dead set 
on manufacturing a crime here. How damn. What? What the fuck? Damaging are these tapes to your client? They are damaging because people have formed opinions. Our job in the second trial is to provide the proper context for the jury to see that this is not really what it looks like. Claypool claims she only kept up the act because Muhammad threatened her with a gun. He. What? You mean. What the fuck? The dude that she contacted and said, I need my husband killed, that put the police in touch with the undercover? That guy put a gun to you? Yeah, okay. He threatened to hurt me and to hurt my family. Did you believe he would? Absolutely. Yes. So she was threatened to act out a hoax on a videotape? I mean, do you understand how ridiculous that sounds to no. a lot of people watching? Thank you, journalists, for saying what we're all thinking. W journalists. Like clown world. Watching this? Yeah, that's not ridiculous. You've got a six foot two. 230 pound man with a gun saying you will do this absolutely youtube hoax you, or else right five thousand percent sure not a hundred percent sure not a thousand remember she said that on tape five thousand percent sure that i want him gone percent sure but five thousand percent sure how do you explain that i look at that video and i see somebody who's <laughs> struggling with whether she's really sure she's struggling and when I watch this video, I see an incompetent lawyer struggling to get their words out. Incredible. <laughs> what? <laughs> why? Why? Well, how even what? the journalist can't keep it. She's even laughing. Like, bro, I thought I was delusional as a girl. You're even more delusional than me. Was <laughs> she struggling if she's five thousand percent sure? Well, you might find that humorous, but I, when I hear people say they're sure, no, we all do, and so, so does my soundboard. <laughs> I'm 110% sure. Why didn't she just tell police her version of what happened? I've asked her that question, too. Oh, yeah, everybody. Hey, Sergeant. This was just a YouTube thing we were putting together. She was in a state of shock. I, I couldn't react. I just completely froze. I wanted to get out of there, and I felt just paralyzed. The tape was, it was a show. It was a tape. That, that was the purpose of it. You were acting in those tapes. Yes. But how are you acting in those tapes when... You didn't know it was an undercover operation. Exactly. And then on top of that, when you were in the undercover car, you looked at the camera several times to try to evade detection because you were suspicious that they were the police. So which one is it? See, you guys can hear, see here how her logic is completely flawed. You're telling the truth now. Yes. Why should we believe you? Because it's what happened. It's the truth. State of Florida. What? <laughs> if it's what happened, it's the truth? No, it's what really happened, not what you hope happened or what you think happened. It's what really happened. Incredible. <laughs> now, second trial. She, here's the verdict, guys. Get your fucking popcorn ready. Porn. Dahlia A. DiPolito defended. Verdict. We, the jury, find as follows. As to count one, we find the defendant guilty of solicitation to commit first-degree murder as charged in the information. Yeah, buddy, let's go. <laughs> Fool me once, that's one thing. Fool me twice, no, it's on you. I'm coming back for that one. So say we all, the 16th day of June, 2017, in West Palm Beach. Dahlia DiPolito was sentenced. Guys, this is eight years after the fact. This crime occurred in 2009. She didn't get hit with this charge until around 2017. 
to 16 years in prison on July 21, 2017. She was not given the possibility of parole, and her release date is set for August 24, 2032. Her appeal was rejected by the Florida... She's got nine more years to go as of writing this, uh, as of us doing this video. ...Supreme Court in September of 2019, and her sentence is now definitive. She is currently being held at the Lowell Correctional Institution in Gainesville, Florida, where she is expected to remain until the day of release. She will be 50 years old. Let's go! Her best years are gone, and she deserved it, man. Wow. Woo! That was crazy. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that one. The sun is up, as you guys can that see. That was crazy. The only difference is that she actually didn't kill her husband. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she just didn't get away with it. I would have got just, away with it, too, if it weren't for She just wanted to pay somebody to do it for her. Crazy. <laughs> I would have got away with it, too, if it weren't for you meddling fetids or police. But, nah, guys, she got caught. Great story. Hope you guys enjoyed that one, man. Sun's up. We're going to go uh, sleep. We're dead. Uh, but I'll catch you guys on the next episode of Fed It. Make sure to uh, get the book, Why Women Deserve Less, of course, <laughs> out now by the time you see this. And love you guys. Peace. I was a special agent with Homeland Security Investigations, okay, guys? HSI. The cases that I did.